0: Welcome to the Words of Greats podcast, where we discuss faith journeys, fellowship and stories from across the Diocese of Sheffield. Each week, we will feature guests from a broad range of backgrounds and traditions within the Church of England. Our mission is to delve deeper into matters of faith and to ask each guest what has drawn them to Christianity. I'm Paul Sheridan, Paul Sheridan even, I can't even get that bit right, and I'm here with my colleague and co-host, Ben Fern.
1: Good to be with you, Paul.
0: Hi, you okay? Yes, very
1: well, thanks. for you? Yeah, excited for this? I am. i nervous, but in a good way. I think just sort of the sort of build-up towards it and the sort of guests you want to get on, I think it's going to be uh, good to have sort of a broad range of voices across the diocese.
0: Yeah, because we've chatted this through together, haven't we, as to what we'd like to achieve would really be some, as you say, range of voices from across the diocese, sort of general interviews from them, but also to just get their thoughts on on their past, how they got here and their journeys, I think.
1: Definitely, and it's uh, it's not going to be an interrogation, we're not going to do a Jeremy Well, I don't bit. know, there might be a bit of an interrogation. Well, we've got to follow up some key points, haven't we? But,
0: <laughs> we're not uh, letting get away with it easy. <laughs> no, true. But
1: we want it to be as conversational as possible yeah, and so, yeah. have it as a, a good space for people just to open up a bit and just yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to listen to each other. And what's exciting is that there's just so many potential interviewees we could speak to. We've got mm. a few lined up already. Uh, we're going to speak to Amanda Barraclough, who's the rector at St Mary's Great. Sprockborough. Yeah, lovely has church he, at Sprockborough. Fantastic, yeah, lovely. Yeah. Um, Archbishop of uh, York, Stephen Cottrell, visited there recently as part he of his did. mission trip. Yeah.
0: Is he coming on yet? Or we, we we can work on that. He we'll follows on me that.
1: on Twitter and I follow him, so I feel we could maybe... Friends, best friends forever. Yeah, DM each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, Amanda also has a good lead on her women's ministry as well. Yeah, course, that's part yeah. of her yeah. role. Yeah. Uh, we'll also have Father Granton, who is the vicar of St. Matthew's Carver, Carver Street. Carver
0: Street, yeah. That's interesting, yeah. It'll Big character, good. and that'll be great, I think. There's yeah. a lot going on at Carver Street. Um, I drove past her the other night. Uh, Saturday night, my wife works at does street pastors on a Saturday. They meet out of there, and we got there the other night at 10 o'clock, packed, packed for a church on Saturday night, which is fantastic.
1: The fact that we did a story with them recently about the congregation. I think it's increased by mm. a quarter. So. Yeah. This would be something that will probably come up on the podcast a lot about churches' journeys post-pandemic, mm. and obviously, for many and probably for most, it's been tricky mm. in terms of congregations coming back. But the fact that they've actually increased the numbers, I think, is a, a really interesting story there.
0: Yeah, that's great. So yeah, and we've uh, we've put some feelers out. We've got a few other special guests coming up, haven't we? And we'll uh, we'll keep uh, keep everybody informed as to who's coming up. Uh, and how are we going to do it? we Are going to put that up on the website every so often? We'll just do it week by week, I think, aren't we?
1: I think that's a good plan. Uh, we can always advertise it in the uh, Diocese of Sheffield, the Bulletin, uh,
0: on the social media pages as well, mm. which I think is a good idea. Everybody out there, you need to know that Ben is pretty much in charge of comms coming out of the diocese. He'll blush a little bit and look at me askance. But, uh, no, Ben does a lot of the comms work for the diocese, so we've got a great route out to let people know what's going on, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we're, as
0: We'll go into a bit
1: more detail on this shortly, but we're both part of some really good teams. Yes. Um, the communications and learning team yeah. is a fantastic one. That was a joke, by
0: of. the way, that Ben was in charge of comms. Just I'm absolutely realized.
1: not, no. <laughs> but we do want, as one of our guests on, and she has said she wants to come on, uh, my boss to come on at some stage, which That's is LJ right. Buxton, who is fantastic. I'm yeah. not just saying that for a kudos points. Um, but we'll also have other members on, all being well as well from the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it makes my job a lot easier being sort of part of that. And yeah. uh, hearing good news stories across the diocese is a lot of what this podcast is going to look at.
0: Yeah, and we'd love feedback from people. So, um, you know, if you can think of somebody out there that would uh, you think would be a great guest for us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're going to introduce a new email address that I'm winging this now and looking at Ben, and we're going to have grace at sheffield.anglican.org as an email address. That sounds very official. That's promising, I think. That sounds, yeah. And then people can email us with their thoughts and comments, but also if they've got somebody out there in their parish or at their church or somebody that they know that would be an interesting guest that we'd very happy to hear from people, wouldn't we?
1: Definitely. We've got some good talking heads lined up, but what we're trying to say is we don't just want um clergy on or we don't just want heads of department, that sort of thing. We are speaking to some really good interviewees from Church House, but we want people out in the parishes as well mm. to come and chat to us, um, whatever the background, because we want as broader range of mm. stories across the diocese. And we possible. have
0: mixing desk will travel. Yes. We will go out, won't we? Yes,
1: that's Great. a good idea. Perfect. Um, yeah, and I'll add to the atmosphere, I think, and sort of the, the sense of the, the interview as well. Fantastic.
0: So we just thought that we would uh, open up today's uh, podcast, this episode, by just introducing ourselves, really. Um, we've been at the Diocese a little while each. We have different roles, so I thought you'd like to know a little bit about us. And if you don't, you're going to find out about us anyway. Um, but it puts it in a bit of context for you as to what we're going to do over the next few weeks. So, so Ben. How long have you worked for the Diocese of Sheffield?
1: It's getting on for around 18 months now. So it was wow. uh, it was January last year, January 2022. Um, quite a whirlwind. I sort of started just a few days after I'd moved back to Sheffield. Um, so I had lived and worked in South Yorkshire before. Uh, my background's in journalism, so I was a broadcast journalist, uh, mainly a news reporter, but also a bulletin reader. Um, but I remember seeing this job come up
0: and... Bulletin reader? Yes. Wow. On on local radio? Or? Uh, yeah. Fantastic.
1: Uh, and I still do uh, dim into it from time to time, so uh, I do do a shift a month still. Um, right, just Do you want bulletins? me to sing a little
0: jingle for you now and then you could start off on a bulletin or is that not going to work for you really? I want to bore the
1: listeners with no. my bulletin reading voice, no, no, which no. sounds slightly different to this <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, I just remember, I remember seeing the advert come up for this and just thought this ticks so many boxes and it has done as well. Um, you know, in terms of well-being, in terms of opportunity, being back in an area I'm familiar with, um, being close to family and friends, and also—and this is what I said at the interview stage as well—it's the first job I've had that's been faith-based. So it's been, you know, there are certain avenues you can take in terms of how you live out your faith in your daily lives. But I think actually having a faith-based role does help, and that's partly what sort of drew me to that and to work out my faith in my workplace.
0: Hmm. So, in terms of that, your faith journey to this point, then, so. Uh, what's your sort of faith background Are you've been church of england all your life or you come from a different
1: uh well i'm an infiltrator i'm a methodist actually oh so gosh, as my grandma would have
0: said lower down
1: the candle uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, now i'm from a i'm from derbyshire originally so i went to Darlydale hillside methodist church which is a, a gorgeous little chapel uh went to sunday school there sort of went up through there uh, i never turned away from faith but i sort of wasn't as active in it so probably the awkward teenage years you start secondary school I didn't go to church as much except for high days and holidays um, I, I was blessed I always had a really welcoming loving sort of church family community um, but it was something I was drawn back to when my grandma died actually because she was a very uh, faithful Christian and it sort of made me think about what was important to her should I look again at that um, so that was when I was sort of 19 years old and came back to graduate I like, went back to my home church um, which has sadly closed now, but I was able to go back there for another sort of five years before we merged with um, other local churches, sort of in Darleydale, um, and just tried to grow in faith since then, really. How about yourself?
0: Uh, So, yeah, obviously significantly older than yourself, but um, I had no, I wasn't brought up in a Christian family or or anything, it's quite a long story to that, but uh, in my uh, early twenties, post university, uh, I started to go to a, a house church at that time. Uh, there was a lot of growth with the house churches in the 80s, so it was very much that sort of charismatic house church movement. I became involved Bible week, so people out there that remember those days will be remember what that would be like. Uh, we met in a big warehouse and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, and I was in involved in that for a long time. Married my wife there, children born there. And then um, about... Fifteen years ago, I suppose, we left that sort of movement and joined the Baptist church. And I was involved in a Baptist church for a number of years. Um, I was an elder at a Baptist church until we came to Sheffield in 2017 and started to look around um, for somewhere to go. Uh, And I've ended up in a a C of E church. I'm a warden of a C of E church in Sheffield. Um, And then I've ended up here. But I've not worked in a faith-based setup before that. I'd worked in engineering, oil and gas engineering all my life. A lot of traveling with that. UK and internationally, um, and really sort of pre-pandemic had even sort of got to the point of possibly retiring or certainly winding down from that, stopping driving a 1,000 miles a week and all that ridiculous sort of stuff. And then the pandemic happened, um, and we might talk in, in future episodes about um, I've got five sons and their different roles and stuff, but yeah, I basically wanted to find a job, I think a bit like you really, that actually involved my faith, but something that I felt I could contribute to. So my technical title is Giving and Generosity Officer, uh, but we work very much in mission area support, really, around helping churches around generosity in terms of time and talents and treasure, but also in terms of, of, of sustainability. Um, so it's everything from today, I took a contactless device to a church, tomorrow I'll be talking to somebody about their graveyard, you know, and everything in between. So it's been fab, and I've been here since October and really enjoyed it.
1: And I think... I can't speak for you, but I imagine one of the things you'll pick up on is how welcoming it's been from day one in that time and just the general atmosphere here is just fantastic.
0: Yeah, I had a, an impression, coming from sitting on a PC scene and being a church warden, you have an impression of the diocese and what it's like, and I found it to be totally different in here. Um, and actually, part of I feel part of my ministry around that is to encourage churches out there to realise that there is an interface between the diocese and them. Um, so when I go and talk to people, I can talk as a warden so I feel their pain in some respects, but also working for the diocese I say actually we are here to help and uh, there are some fantastic churches out there in the diocese, and uh, I've had a great time just sitting down with with clergy with laity with pccs just sitting down, encouraging them, helping them and um, there are some really, really faithful people out there sowing seeds of love and the grace of Christ out in this diocese and um, We must never forget that in amongst all of the stuff, we must never forget that actually there's loads of people out there doing their very best to follow Jesus in the best way they can.
1: It's one of the best parts of my job, Mm -hmm. so my title's communications officer, external, so part of the communications and learning team. The one thing I take a lead on is good news storytelling, so hearing those stories, and I can honestly say I've heard some fantastic faith testimonies, um, retelling of events, sort of campaigns have come up and across all sorts of traditions as mm. well. And that's been um, a really fruitful experience for me. I think it's it's taught me more because I knew a bit about the Church of England, obviously I grew up in a Methodist background. So the I've been as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been in some ways learning on the job in terms of those sort of traditions and learning more about them. But the best thing is this is the best place to ask those questions. It's not a case of, oh, I'm going to get into trouble for not knowing that. This is what you're there to ask people, you know, about this and uh, yeah, seeing those sort of diverse stories flourishing has just been fantastic. It's one of the, one of the many things I love about the job.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that makes the Church of England what it is, is the diversity of thought and opinion. And I suppose we could say that in some respects uh, the greatest strength of the Church of England is that there is a, a great sense of diversity and hope amongst different traditions. And perhaps one of the weaknesses of the Church of England may be that there's a great diversity of thought out there. But I, I really want to concentrate on the strength of that, that the fact that people can worship together doesn't have to be all lined up, does it? It's it's people loving Jesus the best way they can. And I'm hoping that part of this podcast will open that up to people as they hear from people with different traditions, with different backgrounds, with different stories to tell, but actually that we are all following the same God and doing our very best to do that with our own foibles and insecurities and it's all grace is not it? to that
1: absolutely um it was just before your time but we had diocesan conference at the hayes center in mm. Swanwick um last summer and that struck me because that was almost a who's who of who i'd met and interviewed so far up <laughs> to that point but all together and all from again very different backgrounds but all in the same place you know yeah. um, committing themselves to god yeah
0: that's right i spend you know one morning i will drive out to a tenth-century church in the middle of nowhere, you know, with a very small congregation, and and they're maintaining their churchyard as best they can and keeping the doors open and spreading love. And then the next day being in, in in a deprived area of Sheffield, and the next day being in a big church in Sheffield, and it's it's fantastic to do that and just see that all those people are doing their best to follow Jesus.
1: Definitely, and to not be um, too centered on one area. So I know I know it's literally in the title, Diocese of Sheffield, but. I think the challenge as much as possible is to share stories across the diocese. We're not just Sheffield, we're, yeah. we're Rotherham. Spropra. We're Spropra. <laughs> uh, parts of Barnsley, Doncaster, yeah. Goul, yeah. Um That's yeah. just a quick snapshot of how much the diocese covers. And it is, um, you come across all sorts of different stories. Yeah, you um, do. Just travelling 10, 20 minutes within the diocese.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's why we felt this was a good thing to do. That there are really good stories to be told. Um, but also to just to give people a, a flavour of, of some of the characters in the diocese, um, but also some of those people that are working away faithfully, uh doing um God's work right out, as you say, as far as Goul, certain areas of Sheffield through Doncaster. And um it's it's a beautiful diocese to drive around. I do a lot of driving around the diocese and it is and you do as well. And it's beautiful to go out.
1: As again, one of the things that drew me back to here, um, I absolutely loved living in Sheffield and working in. I didn't work for Dice before, but working in the geographical areas of it. So to come back here and again have those gorgeous walks on your on your doorstep um, has been fantastic.
0: So we're going to put some interesting characters out there. We'll have some reflections, but one of the things that we're hoping to do, I think, maybe at towards the end, is just do some quick fire questions of things of interest to people about them, the realities of life, not just their faith journey. So I'm going to do a couple to Ben. He's going to do a couple back to me. He just raised his eyebrows at me because we hadn't practised this at all. So I'm going to say favourite film, Ben.
1: Favourite film. There's always too many. I've got a top list. I think one I always say is perfect. probably Shawshank Redemption.
0: Okay. And that's
1: a film, without giving away spoilers for people who haven't seen it, it's, now hang
0: on a second is there anybody out there that hasn't seen sure there will be though be oh, we'll there will be some people
1: who are like oh no actually I haven't but it's 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 a somber film but then uplifting at the same yeah. time yeah, which yeah. i think is incredible but there's so many others i mean i'm actually quite well i'm a very nerdy person as my colleagues know, so there are lots of nerdy films I could list, but I'll stick with Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, he
0: didn't go for some strange French art house film that no one else would have seen. But I'm there's not one that hipster, coming. No, no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. no be a Marvel film, probably a Jurassic Park or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, favorite band?
1: Favorite band? Oh. Gomez.
0: Really interesting. So this is
1: going to make me sound more hipster than I actually am. He is I very do... hipster.
0: Everybody's got a beard
1: yeah well yeah there you go um i do I, I do like mainstream music and i'm a big fan of the 80s even though it was just before my time but mm. um gomez i think i got into them because one of their band members actually went to the same school as me uh, obviously I, we never crossed paths he was older than me uh so there was that awareness the rest of the band are from southport but um ben otterwell was, uh, went to matlock uh, highfield school in matlock which is where i went to fab fab um and I've seen them live as well in Manchester back when I was a student. Um, and their music, yeah, it's just a little bit different. They right. actually beat the Verve to the Mercury Prize. I think they started big and then wow. went a lot more sort of niche underground. But I'd have to say Gomez, yeah.
0: Great. And um, you're obviously a fan of the written word. So what's the book on your bedside table at the moment? Is there one there? And what is it?
1: Yeah, I'm reading a book on uh, Clement Attlee and Winston Churchill. Oh, so Highbrow, everybody. So I'm really into my history. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, but it's... Uh, it's been really good so far, biography, and it's sort of dispelling some myths about them being at loggerheads. Because obviously, Clement Attlee mm. was deputy prime minister yeah. in the wartime uh, coalition during World War Two. obviously, then won the 1945 election. Mm. Um, but although they were sort of parliamentary rivals, did have a lot of respect for each other. So it's delving deeper into their sort of working relationship, especially during World War Two.
0: Fab. That sounds very, very good.
1: I- I'll lend it to you afterwards. Yeah, really definitely.
0: Definitely. Yeah. We'll do a podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great, um, I need
1: to find some questions at you now. Yeah, you probably do actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I need to think c- outside the box, not just hello? do the questions Ooh, back that I ask you. If you could choose one superpower, what would it be?
0: Oh, now you said this the other day, didn't you? Um, I don't know. Um, uh, turning back time, probably. I suppose if. About Time as a film, which is you know, a bit cheesy film. Have you seen, seen About Time? No, I've not, no. Oh, crumb. So Richard Curtis' film where he can go back in time and change things. So I think one of the lessons from that was his dad's... Oh, I mean, it's a spoiler. But anyway, he can go back and change stuff that happens. Um, so I think that would be quite nice to be able to go back and change things. Because I have, over my life, sometimes shut my mouth off. And um, it hasn't gone well with this people. This could be know? a
1: sermon. There's a sermon in this. There I think. is. We need yeah, to put this to yeah, our guests yeah, and say yeah. a lot of
0: vicars' wives have had uh, flowers sent to them after I've said something wrong. You know, stuff like that. Okay.
1: <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, that is a good sermon title. Um, I will ask. Okay, I will ask what your favourite band is.
0: Uh, well, my favourite band of all time would be The Smiths, because uh, I am a, a, an eighties boy, I suppose seventies and eighties. Um, I saw them. On many occasions back in the day uh, from very before the first album onwards uh, so you my kids will tell you that although i do love modern music as well I've, I've tried not to be one of those old blokes that just listens to the music that they loved in the 80s or the 70s or whatever um so at the moment one of my favorite artists would be ben howard i absolutely love ben howard we've been to see him a few times but there's some great modern munich music and my kids do give me a recommendation, give me playlists, or so try and listen to modern stuff as well. But all time, the Smiths, yeah.
1: Oh, brilliant. My last question will be, so I know the answer to this, maybe I could delve into why you support this team, which you have said before, but mm. which football team do you support?
0: Well, there's a double answer there. So I'm, I'm from Hereford. So Hereford United, or Hereford FC as they were, I stood on the terraces for many years, same spot in the Meadow End, with my kids as well. Um, so I've supported Hereford for a long, long time. But in terms of of, ev- of Premiership football, um, which is Man City, Um, and obviously they've been down and back up, and I've supported Man City since I was about six, when I lived in South Wales, and I did that purely because my brother supported Man United, he's older than me, he had a Man United kit, so I thought, right, I want to support somebody that's not going to like that, So, and that was the days of Tony Book, and I was a goalie when I was younger, so Joe Corrigan was my, you know, I would be Joe Corrigan in the garden as my brother would smash the ball in my face, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So Man City, been through the lows. I'm not a glory seeker. You know, been down into lower leagues, Kevin Keegan keeping us out of, you know, bringing us back up, all that sort of stuff. Um, I have mixed emotions now about the state of football, and we could talk about this for a long time. So... I do understand that there may be people out there that think you know that the, the the way they've gone about stuff and the money they've got is difficult, and I have some sympathy for that, but I still think PeP is the best manager that uh, has revolutionized football. Um, I do doff my cap to Alex Ferguson reluctantly occasionally, but I think the football that Man City play at the moment I think is outstanding. I do think they deserve the trouble um, but I do understand that there is some feeling about it, but I, I I will sit down on a Sunday afternoon and watch Man City and just absolutely love it as they batter United. Yeah, Yeah, I can understand why. (laughs) (laughs) And you are a? Derby County fan. Derby County fan.
1: Yes, so uh, we still exist, which is good. Um, I won't bore the listeners with the details. You've been through the ringer, though, haven't you? Yeah, went into administration, nearly went out of business a year ago, but we're saved by a local lifelong fan, local businessman. Uh, So that's looking up, and uh, the crowds have been really good as well. Uh, it is worth shouting out from a diocesan point of view that um, we have done well in terms of Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday, who really yes, both got promoted. Yes, indeed. Uh, Rotherham United kept their championship place, so they stayed yes. up. Um, so we were just looking ahead to Donny. Donny. So in League Two, but they have gone back for Grant McCann as manager, who has uh, okay. done well with them before. So okay. hopefully they can get back up to, uh, yeah. well, at least League One, if not further.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, was great. there's some great football locally, and that's been fab as well um so it's it's great to see that both sheffield teams on the way up um hopefully the united can stay in the premiership and, and maybe wednesday with all their difficulties may be able to get up but yeah donnie rotherham we work I'll drive past the the rotherham ground on a regular basis seeing what a big one that is so yeah we may well enter into some football chat another day. yes or other sports are available i'm a massive cricket fan everybody so just want to put that out there
1: yeah well, yeah, we'll have to delve into those, but not... We'll try and balance it as much as possible. We'll see what we can do. But um, I think just before we finish, we're, our next guest will be Amanda Barakaluf, who I mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, very good interviewee. Mm. Uh, very thoughtful. Yes, very thoughtful. a few stories before. Yeah, yeah. Um, the illuminated gospel projects they had for the coronation in particular was very interesting. I thought
0: it was fab. Absolutely fab. I came away when I met Amanda, and we talked about that. I came away with a leaflet, took it home, and, and I told people about it and everybody that I spoke to was, was amazed at that project so we will delve into that definitely
1: Definitely, and it was in the latest uh, edition of the Network magazine which is on the Diocesan website so if you want to read a bit more about uh, the illuminated gospel project you can go on there or on the St. Mary's proper yeah. Uh, yeah. website but we look forward to speaking to Amanda soon
0: yeah great so um, looking forward to it words of grace and um, let's see how we get on eh
1: absolutely thank you for listening
0: thanks Ben